Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Her podcast. Today we have Nick Denham with us. Nick, welcome. Hi. <laughs> welcome to the podcast. So Nick is part owner of Honey and Violet, which is a hair and beauty salon in Stirling, but it's not just Stirling you're based, you also do a lot of weddings as well. Yep, we cover kind of all over Scotland for weddings, for hair and makeup, um, just anywhere really that people want to take us to. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And what else can we, how else can we introduce you to everyone else? Um, so I own a salon in Stirling um, called Honey and Violet and we've got a team of hair, makeup, nails, beauty um, and then we also have the wedding side of the business as well. So that's mm-hmm. Honey and Violet Weddings. Um, so yeah. Yeah, or mum. Yeah, my mum. Rugby mum. <laughs> Rugby mum, yeah. Um, I've got two boys, uh, Struan's four and Rudy's ten. Um, yeah, and then I like the gym as well. I've got really into doing like Olympic weightlifting this year, mm. which is really exciting. And then just other bits and bobs as well. <laughs> Amazing, awesome. It's nice to know that we're sometimes more than just business owners because I think sometimes like I'll define myself as a coach and then it's yeah. like, oh, but I'm a dog mum and I'm also this as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, no, brilliant. And is it right that Honey and Violet's 10 years old this year? Is that right? Yeah, so we're about nine years. It'll be 10 years next year. Okay, and I haven't asked you this, but are you planning on doing something to celebrate? I don't know. We've thought about it. Um, we need to do something. Mm. I feel like it'll be, it's like a big mark, isn't it? 10 years. Yeah. Especially in kind of our industry when sometimes like businesses come and go, but I feel like it's 10 years is quite a solid run of it. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. And, it's, it, and that's like one reason we've got you here today as well is because you have had a successful career for nine, 10 years now. So we thought that would be really good for us to cover today. But then also um, we met up earlier this year and we had a really good kind of conversation and we felt like I think a lot of women don't have other people to talk about how they're kind of feeling with their job with their life and we met up and we had a really good chat and I just thought we could really explore a lot more of that today as well yeah yeah so and I think we're both in a similar position when we met up earlier this year we met for a dog walk which is my way into meeting everybody (laughs) (laughs) but I have discussed this on the podcast before about how like when we get older our friendship groups do get smaller yeah and I think as well like I have became a lot more introverted over the years probably due to everything that's gone on in the world and I just kind of got to a place where I was like I kind of want to just I know when when I go out and meet people I feel really good so I was like I want to do more of that so I'd been to your salon a fair few times Mm -hmm. I love Nick's social media and like what she does for Honey and Violet as well so I was like I'm just going to message her and be like do I go for a dog walk (laughs) (laughs) So that was only like, that was before this podcast even started. So that yeah. was actually like February. Yep. We and it was lost up a hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the weather was actually a beautiful day, wasn't yeah. it? It was actually a really nice day. But yeah, well, we discussed where did we go for our, our walk? Okay. Um, is, it, is it Scout Hill? Maybe. Yeah. I think so. And Garganak Way, anyway. Yeah. And then, yeah, we decided to go there, but it turned into like from an hour walk into like a three and a half hour walk. <laughs> We got absolutely lost. It was meant to be a circular route, so we so we'd fought, but we couldn't find the end of the circle, so we had to like massively come back on ourselves. But we were like proper. on a cliff's edge at one point, but 
<laughs> at least the weather was nice and also great team building yeah. <laughs> I could see the panic in your face at one point we were both trying to keep super calm walking in like bits that did not look like it was part of the path yeah. but we finally we made it home and it was just like really good to just speak to you and be like oh my god like because we do see Instagram you we see business yeah. you and we think oh my god she's got it all together yeah. and you probably thought the same about me <laughs> And then we just started chatting and we're like, oh my God, like it's not just me that felt like that. So that was really nice. I don't know if I sold you that on the day, but it was really nice for me to speak to you and be like, oh, it's not just me that's maybe been struggling. Yeah, 100%. So if we can take it back to like maybe what we spoke on that day and how you've been feeling and what you've been going through, like what would kind of come to mind first? Like where do you feel you were or what you were struggling with? Um, I probably felt last year, I think um, my business partner Lisa would probably say the same, that we've always been known as a duo mm-hmm. and when you're known as a duo like you almost feel like you lose yourself a wee bit and I was like I actually don't know who I am anymore like that's how I was kind of feeling like I don't know what I do outside of work because work's just everything I think about work like every single minute of the day like I feel like I kind of need to find something for myself and you'll probably find it as well like I think people sometimes, even when they get into romantic relationships, Mm -hmm. they almost lose themselves a wee bit because they don't have anything for themselves. Um, So yeah, I feel like a lot of last year was trying to find things that I enjoy outside of work and it wasn't just work all the time because that was a huge part of it. Like work's fine and having that whole like hustle and moving forward is fine. But do that in like work hours almost, where it, it doesn't need to be like on a Sunday or a mm-hmm. Monday when I'm off. It needs to be like in work hours and outside of work hours, I don't need to be thinking about this 24 7. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I went on quite a big journey last year to try to find what I enjoy. And I feel like there was quite a big transition with like the kids getting a wee bit older as well and mm-hmm. not just feeling like a baby mum anymore. Because I was like, I feel like I used to always like dressing up and doing my hair and makeup and feeling nice but I feel like when you're in the trenches of being like a small child mum you kind of get lost in that and you need to kind of almost find yourself a wee bit mm-hmm. so that's why I kind of was like I need to feel it start putting myself out there more yeah and doing different things yeah and I think like a lot of people feel like this but you almost feel guilty to be feeling a little bit like something's missing yeah. or you don't feel things are quite right because you've got the dog, you've got yeah. the kids, the kids are healthy, you've got a great business, like everything's good. But there was just this sense of like, oh, like yeah. something's lacking or I'm missing something. Is that yeah. kind of what you felt? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like as well, like I probably hid behind the brand a lot mm. of the time, whereas I never, I feel like probably before I started turning violet, I used to put myself out there more um, just when like I did makeup on my own. But then we built this amazing brand that it was like easy to hide behind it and not have to put yourself out there yep. more. So I just kind of was like, I need to change this and start doing things that I actually enjoy for myself more than just for the brand mm-hmm. and get a wee bit more creative and do things outside the work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, just try to push that. Good. And <laughs> what did you do to kind of... Because I think as well for you, it was that hamster wheel of we were working, 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 working. We had the kids, 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 kids. And then obviously everything slowed down a little bit through yeah. lockdown and everything like that. And do you feel like that was almost that kind of wee bit of a pause and reflect a moment to be like, hold on here. There's there's more that I want to do or I want to get out more or um, is it a spark of that? I feel that? like it was probably a bit of both. Um, 
during lockdown it was great because obviously you got to spend time with kids and do all mm-hmm. that but then I was like I feel like I went through like you lose your identity because all I did was work and mm-hmm. all I did was do things for like my job and then that was almost taken away because she didn't really think about that that it almost was like quite a scary thought yeah you know what I mean but so but then after lockdown I feel like I was like yes I want to jump back into this and then go on this like adrenaline rush of it all again but then I feel like sometimes now that my youngest students get to be older I'm like the only way I can put it in my head is that whole adrenaline rush is like dropped a bit I don't I don't really know how to explain it but that kind of adrenaline rush is stopped and then I'm like oh I've kind of slowed down a wee bit and thought oh I need to actually do more things for myself now because mm-hmm. when he was a baby like I went back to work after like six weeks like with both the boys actually and six weeks as well yeah, like no, wow I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> a lot of like self-employed things. people yeah. do though they go back so early um, but you need to because well. it's, it's just the guilt it's yeah. the guilt of not making money for your business it's mm-hmm. the guilt of taking time off but then you've got like the mum guilt as well of yeah. not being there so I feel like you just feel guilty about every day <laughs> <laughs> so back after kind of six weeks yeah yeah I started doing weddings after kind of six weeks and mm. then I went back into the salon after a couple of months yeah so it was good Good. But I feel like uh, my brain was like mush. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you kind of start doing to kind of get that moment to be like, right, I need to find things for myself. I need to find Nick again. I need to find a Nick that's not just the business owner and the mum. What did what kind of tools did you use just to kind of start discovering what was um, for you? I probably, probably this is when, it was probably during lockdown, I started, getting, I started doing like home workouts and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um, and then that kind of progressed and that was like my area where I would not let my brain think about anything. If even like the kids popped into my head or work popped into my head, I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, no, get out of my brain. This is like my hour of the day where it can just be like me and I don't need to think about anything else, I don't need yeah. to think about, like, the back chaos of all. So, yeah, probably the gym probably definitely helped a lot yeah. with that. Yeah, and was that more, did you feel fitter, or was it more body-related, but did you just start to feel a wee bit more yourself from exercising and feeling um, the benefits yeah, of that as well? probably a bit of everything, to be honest. I feel like it really helps with the overwhelm of life mm-hmm. when I go to the gym. And even if you have a couple of weeks off, I can feel the overwhelm start to trickle back in. And then that's when I'm like, no, I need to go back to the gym. I need to do something for myself because then I feel like my brain just gets really overwhelmed with it all. Yeah, yeah. One of our members last night was saying she was on the, the ski erg and she was trying to like beat her time on the ski erg. And I was like, oh my God, like the, the de-stressing of that. <laughs> and you can't think about anything else because you're just go, go, go. It does properly make you switch off from absolutely everything. Yeah. And I said to her as well, I was like, I can't imagine you getting angry the rest of the day because you just gave <laughs> everything to the ski erg. And that's why I love like, not everybody can do it, but I love a morning workout because I feel like I've just served myself. It's like nothing in the day can go wrong obviously it can but I feel like I'm in a better place to kind of yeah. manage it and I think mentally as well you get that endorphins hit and you feel yeah. good and then your body feels good as a byproduct as well and I think yeah, that makes you feel a wee bit more confident in yourself as a person and as yeah. a woman when you do feel better within your 
body. I know, it's only that five minutes to try to get out of bed, but once you're there <laughs> yeah. for like an early morning one, it's really good. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. And then when you get home, you can chill out on the sofa and do nothing, <laughs> guilt-free. It's amazing. <laughs> so we started with exercise. Did you feel that was your first step into finding you again? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then I feel like it kind of trickles onto everything else yeah. in your life, doesn't it? Like, I feel like I could dress how I wanted and just feel overall better mm -hmm. and more confident. I feel like the confidence thing definitely came back after getting into exercise and like try to feel my best. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the, I definitely think like the, the, the weeks that you're really on it, like everything else feels on it as well. Like just like work and then eating well and everything else kind of falls into place with it. Yeah. I love that you said that because it's a huge thing for me within Lead Heart. It's like, yeah. I don't want to just be like, oh, let's build confidence because a lot of it does come from looking after your body first and your health first, yeah. but then you get the clothes are on and you're like, your, your skin's better for your makeup, yeah. which you'll know from what you do, like eating well, training is really good for your skin. Yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. You definitely have that glow about you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. When you um, work out more. Yeah. And then did you set some goals like from the gym and then did you set any other goals and other aspects of life to just start? Um, probably not. <clears throat> I probably set loads of different goals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said before, I feel like I'm really good at loads of different ideas all the time, but it's actually just implementing them. But yeah. I definitely think that it helps you achieve your goals better because mm -hmm. um, you've got the more confidence and it kind of takes that doubt away in your brain because um, I think the doubt in the back of your brain is the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think for me, like, see, when I was feeling similar to you last year, like, I love pen and paper mm -hmm. and I would literally sit, and I know you did this as well, but I would just have, like, huge mind maps. Like, I love a mind map. Yeah. And, <laughs> sorry, having, like, okay, this is what I'm doing in the gym this is what I'm doing at home, this is what I'm doing with work, yeah. and then, like, did you do anything like that to just, like, all this noise in your head of all this stuff that you wanted to do? Yeah. Did you find doing anything like that helped? Um, definitely. I do quite a lot of mind maps. I feel like just getting it out of your brain and onto a bit of paper, and then I like to put it on almost like, it's like kind of like the back of my fridge where I need to walk to get, like, to underneath the cupboard. And then I, you can just kind of glance at it every now and then because I feel like you have so many thoughts that run through your head all day, every day, but actually putting them down on a bit of paper and then keep going back to them every couple of weeks or every month or even keeping it up there for a year and seeing how far you've got after that year mm -hmm. um, is so much better than it just going around in a hamster wheel <laughs> over and over again in your brain. <laughs> Absolutely. And anything else that has helped you kind of discover a little bit more about you and, like clearing your head um i think definitely like doing things that are outside work and even at like outside the gym and stuff like that getting more creative i definitely <clears throat> i had to have a think about what i used to, like who i used to be before i started honey and violet and i used to love doing like makeup videos and like bits and bobs on instagram like way back when instagram was like just <laughs> pictures but um, those were the good days <laughs> well, um <laughs> So I started doing like kind of makeup videos and stuff again, and then I started <clears throat> like me and my mum are really both quite arty, so I started going to there's these like kind of classes called it's like sit no what's it called again oh boozy brushes that's it oh I've not um, heard of that so it's actually really good it's like painting classes and just like I feel like wee things like that outside of 
just the normal is so much better for you because you feel great as you do these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. So we would say to people that are possibly feeling like you did, start exercising, looking after yourself. Yeah, Like not. maybe writing down a lot of this noise that's in your head when you're feeling lost and you're not sure what you want to do, writing that all down. Yeah. And then last things like bring back a wee bit of your childhood back or yeah. like bring back a little bit of fun yeah, things to do and plan it in because it's so easy not to do these things and just be on that hamster wheel yeah. and not stopping whereas like just like for me to message Nick and be like let's go for a dog walk like <laughs> yeah. let's go and do something like you're just meeting new people and doing things so I do think we do get into our 30s and then we just like we stop having fun yeah because like you can't really go out and party like we used yeah. to because the hangovers <laughs> would be horrendous so like you are seeing less people you are having less fun you are just sat in the sofa watching netflix and it, it does like you are going to hit a bit of a slump and you are going to yeah. feel down like that's not fun that yeah. it's not normal to feel like that and i think it can be really easy to be like i'm just going to stay here because it's safe and it's yeah. comfortable but it's not happy and you're like oh well i've got my job and i've got my kids everything's good in life like you almost feel guilty to want to do more stuff or to want more stuff and yeah. you shouldn't because like we're only 30 like your life can still change so much you can become an olympic weightlifter <laughs> like you can you can like, go back and do fun stuff and also getting your mum involved in that she must have loved doing stuff yeah. like that as well because yeah, it is and if i think of my mum like yeah she did stop for a few years and stopped doing fun stuff and mm -hmm now she's like in her 60s and she's like going on cruises and learning Spanish and she's doing so much and she always says if you've listened to her podcast as well she's like I always wish I did more yeah when she was younger she's like in my 30s I felt old and she's like you're in your 30s now and I can't believe how much life you've got left yeah. and it's like don't just stay comfortable yeah and I think a lot of times people like hold back and say when I retire I'm mm -hmm. going to do all this stuff I'm yeah. going to, or when I get to like 50 I'm going to do all this stuff well just do this stuff now like you might not make it to 50 or you might like do you know what I mean you might something might come up before then so because yeah. I feel like there's a big thing of but I'll have time when I'm retired but yeah. you'll be a totally different person when you're retired so why not yeah. do those kind of fun things now oh, totally and then when you're retired you're old and older <laughs> not old but you are older and you are weaker whereas right now we're young we've got the body to do stuff and we are so much more capable than we realize like a lot of our members will say to us like I'll be like, oh, let's go and do a park run. And they're like, I can't do a park run. And I'm yeah. like, you absolutely can. Like, you'll go and do a park run and there'll be people, people in there that are 20, 30 years older than them doing it. Like, we are so much more capable than we realise and it's yeah. actually not stopping right now and actually starting to do stuff because yeah. it is... I know, and I feel like even getting into your 30s, people are like, oh, I'm so old now. That is wild to say that you're old. when you're Even when you get into your 40s, like you're not old yeah like, it really really bothers me when people say I'm too old to do that now no you're not no, no you're not absolutely not completely not that's yeah. just the wrong way of thinking about it like yeah I always think to myself so obviously I had Rory when I was quite young I was like 22 when I had Rory so the year he will turn 18 I will turn 40 and <laughs> I'm like I can still go Ibiza when I'm 40 <laughs> Done. I could still do all these fun things when you're yeah. 40 it's just a different way of looking at life yeah yeah and a big thing for me is like I want to be able to go on holiday 
jump in the water. I want to go climbing rows. I want to do stuff like for yeah. years to come. I don't want to be the person that sat at the side like, oh. Yeah, missed out on all these opportunities. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm not fit enough. I'm not strong enough to do that. It's yeah. like, oh my God, we're so young and you can still get so fit and healthy and strong from just getting started and building yeah. it from there. You could do that in your 30s, 40s, 50s or 60s, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's just so nice and refreshing to know that you've gone through that wee bit of a slump and, and lost yourself as well. Because I do think a lot of women, when they do have children as well, you yeah. do lose yourself a little bit. And sometimes when you're just doing the same thing, day in, day out, because like your business is almost 10, Ming's is almost eight years old, you're doing the same thing all the time. It yeah. is normal to just lose yourself a little bit and maybe lose a wee bit of passion in it or do second guess yourself to be like, right, okay, actually, how can I make it fun again? Yeah. Or how can I do, find other things that interest me as well? Well, this is all good. Maybe there is time for me to do other stuff in life that you enjoy as well. Oh, definitely. So it's really yeah. cool. So that's a big thing that I wanted to go over today as well is like in your industry, obviously beauty and hair, yeah. there's a lot of businesses that do kind of come and go or not even just in beauty and hair, just in general, there is yeah. a lot of businesses that don't last much longer than kind of two years. Yeah. So I was like, I love your social media and I love your brand and Honey and Violet. It's just, yeah, it just really appeals to me. And I just think you've done an amazing job with it. Yeah. But what do you feel has helped, especially if you're having two kids as well and, and that year? <laughs> like, I don't feel like we're old at all, but you've got a nine-year-old business. Like, how? Um, I'm sat here thinking we're in our 20s. Like, <laughs> But it's like, how have you guys managed to keep things going and keep things in an awesome place even with, like, has Lisa got kids as well? Yeah, she's got a yeah. 10-year-old as well, yeah. Like, how how have you guys done it all? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But I feel like um, when we first started Honey and Violet, we really wanted to build a brand more mm. than just a salon because I feel like there is quite a lot of salons but they don't actually have a brand behind it. Whereas I feel like with Honey and Violet, we could kind of take... We could, like pivot almost in different areas because there is a brand there like we did the candles one year and we did like we've got like the brow oils and stuff like that so you can use that brand in different aspects as well instead of it just being the salon which I feel like and people know it and it's like as soon as you see like I think the purple and the gold people know it's honey and violet if you know what I mean whereas I feel like sometimes a lot of businesses get lost in the beauty industry because they don't have a really strong brand behind mm -hmm. them. How did you know that though to begin? Um, <clears throat> we always. Or did you just wing it? <laughs> <laughs> like my whole life. Um, <laughs> I think we really wanted something that was like that stood out, was like really memorable, um, just a really strong brand. And I think we didn't want it to be like a kind of mundane salon name. Mm -hmm. It was something that was going to like be sustainable for the next well, 10 years or whatever mm -hmm. um, and I think that was really important from the word go get like the logo right and get and we've changed the logo quite a few times now but get like the logo right and get like the colours right and we've changed the colours like like tweaked the colours over the years just to kind of like modernise them a wee bit mm -hmm. but um, I think you need to be really adaptable with that as well and push the brand um to where it can go and like modernise every few years because mm. you can get stuck in a wee bit of a rut that you don't want to change anything with it. Yeah, yeah. And you were in a smaller building and you also then moved to a bigger building yeah, as so well. Yeah, we had a salon in Dumbling High Street just across from the bank. Um, 
it was just me and Lisa that was in there and there was only a few kind of hair sections and then we decided that we wanted to kind of um, expand and get different hairdressers and different makeup artists so um, the, salo- the space in Maxwell Place came up and we thought we're just going to go for it why not <laughs> yeah and you're still there today yeah mainly <laughs> actually aren't in the salon that much anymore because we do so many weddings um, but we've got a great team in there that mm-hmm. kind of run the show for us when we're not there so it's really good and it works really well yeah I think you've done an incredible job as well like just like the branding like you said like it's very elegant and it, I feel like it kind of appeal to like a younger generation but also yeah. like older generation as well like mm-hmm. there's something so appealing about it that it's not just someone's name or yeah. like white it's like there yeah, is definitely. a bit of elegancy there to it which <clears throat> know, is really nice we have like 16 year olds come in and then we have like 70 80 year olds come in so it's trying to actually get something that suits everyone and something that people feel comfortable in as well and um we're really heavy on the service like if you want to have a good brand and a good space, then you really need to be have like a good service, and mm-hmm. it's just all the added extras that I think makes it stand out as well. Yep, yep. Um, <coughs> what about how the business runs as well? Like, obviously, you had different bosses and stuff when you were maybe younger, and yeah. you and Lisa had experienced how other people did it. Do you feel you maybe learned how other people did it that helped you both go? We don't want to do that. Like, we want to do this. Yeah, and I think, especially the hairdressing industry, I've, I've never worked in the hairdressing industry before, but just heard off a lot, of girl, a lot of the girls, like, through the years that, you know, it can be quite, it can be quite vile at times, to be truthfully honest, and, like, really hard. And I was just like, I don't want the girls to feel like that. Because I, th- I think <clears throat> it takes a lot to employ staff. It takes a lot to keep staff there for the long run but I think if you treat people right and you're really compassionate to people like everyone's got their own things going Mm. on and stuff like that as well like you really need to be adaptable for people's needs as well because people would just come and go Mm -hmm. and that's the end of it and it's actually really hard it's more expensive as a business to keep re-employing people over and over again and interviewing people than to just actually take care of the staff that you've got yeah and I think that we are quite good at that like keeping the staff that we've got and treating them right and like some of the girls were there for like five six years so yeah it's worked really well yeah yeah brilliant (laughs) (laughs) and another thing I know that you have done as well which is something a lot of businesses struggle with is social media yeah like how did you feel when you first started doing social media did you enjoy it at first? It's, I always think it's like a love-hate relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love doing it, but I, like, I do all the social media for both the channels and then um, my own social media as well. So I feel like it's almost like a side hustle sometimes because I end up doing it at 8 or 9, 10 o'clock at night. But it's so important for the business and that's where a lot of people find us, it's through social media um and it kind of just makes the brand stand out more especially through especially weddings i think a lot of people find us through social media mm-hmm. um because they want to know if like what kind of style of makeup we do what kind of style hair we do 
Um, so people do their research before they even send you an email. Like, so I think it's definitely helped a business grow for the years. Yeah, I think you've been very open to learning how to do things like that, whereas yeah. a lot of people can be like, oh, I don't need that, mm -hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. And then, like, if you don't change and you don't grow, your business will die. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, you've changed colours, you've changed shop, like, you've constantly adapting rather than being stubborn and staying in yeah. your ways. You've kind of push yourself out your comfort zone to keep learning different ways to keep the business yeah. in, a, in a positive place, yeah. I would say. So you're doing really good. Forward, even yeah. when you don't enjoy it. And also like social media is like a full-time job itself, which is oh, yeah. like you're in the salon less, but you're now maybe doing a little bit less beauty, but doing more admin, yeah. less fun. Yeah. And <laughs> then you're also starting to get that creative feeling that you were missing over the years through doing your makeup videos and your yeah. hair videos which are great and everybody loves watching a makeup yeah. reel or a, a hair video or yeah. a hair transformation people love stuff like that so um and it's not easy to do it's no. not so it's really cool to see that you've just kept growing and trying to learn and trying to adapt yeah and, and grow there's new ways of doing things but you just need to kind of have an open mind with it all yeah and um and just like tweaking parts of the business i think yeah yeah, and how did you and Lisa manage the business with having your kids? Um, did that ever get a struggle or did you just both just... I think you kind of... <clears throat> we're, we're both very, like, the kids can almost, like... It's hard with the weddings because, obviously, that's someone's wedding day. I would never, like, cancel a wedding or anything like that. But if there's sometimes I've had to, like, if there's something happened that I've maybe need had to like leave the salon for whatever then it's very much like the kids kind of need to come first because what's the point of doing this and what's the point of working for yourself if you can't have these things that you do and not feel bad for it as much as you feel bad sometimes letting down the clients um but sometimes your family and your kids like need to come first and sometimes there is things that happen now with your control that you need yeah. to like drop a few balls to run and go and get but it's just the kind of nature of all isn't that yeah and I think some people feel really guilty like you said for doing that but nothing bad happened yeah sometimes we say that to our members like you, you you've built your career is, is like for a lot of us our career is so much to us yeah. that we don't want to drop the ball with that but sometimes when you do drop the ball you realize like nothing bad happened yeah everybody's fine, fine. <laughs> like it's okay it's like why do we first self under so much pressure mm -hmm. to like cancel someone you feel so bad but yeah. it's fine mm -hmm. it's just weird how I don't know why as women we think that way I know I don't know why either I always feel like <clears throat> you're guilty whatever you do mm. especially as a mum you're guilty if you work too much you're guilty if you don't work enough you're just you just have that guilt for a number of different reasons and you just need to kind of manage <coughs> that guilt and do what's best for you and your family yeah and for did you have kids first or Lisa um they were both born in like the kind of same okay. year. Yeah. Uh, Rudy's older, sorry. He's yeah. like six or eight months older. Okay, so did you get... Because I was thinking like it must be really strange if one of you has a kid and one of you doesn't, that it's like, oh God, like why? Like you yeah. don't get it, but it seems like you both just kind of grew together. Yeah. Which is really nice and learned yeah. as you went along, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So like I know for you, you're really busy with the boys, their school, <laughs> their classes <laughs> then you've got your partner his job what he's up to then you've got honey and violet then you've got your own training and everything that you're doing so like what's a tool that you maybe use to just help you manage all these different plates that you're spinning um and i need to diarize absolutely everything. diarize yeah. is that a word yeah. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> diarrhea or something there, doesn't it? i need to put in a diary everything 
everything that's going on in my life, even the school pickup, the school drop off, and then I use a calendar called Time Tree. So everything that's in it that's strewn is blue. Everything that's ruddy is green. Every, like the gym's yellow. Like important appointments are red. Like a holiday's like black or whatever. And even just like being able to open up my phone and just seeing that all in colour code actually really helps my brain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely a tool. And then <clears throat> my husband Gav, he like plays a lot of golf and like teaches the rugby team. So I feel like a lot of the time we need to usually sit down on a Sunday. Not that we sit down, but it's not as formal as that. But usually we're like, so what's actually happening this week? Because if it's not, then it just the week just gets on top of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, you know, you've got the gym on Monday. I've got the golf on Tuesday. <laughs> I've got X on Wednesday. And then that's kind of how we try and work it out. Yeah, so he's like in a bit of a team. Yeah. Tried to be. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always work out like that, but yeah. And everybody has access to that calendar as well. Yeah, well, it's usually just me to be fair. Gav's yeah. a bit of a technophobe, but um, I'm trying to get him on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and anything else that you feel just kind of helps you stay on top of it all? Like, I don't know if you want to discuss as well, you recently started getting like another coach, a therapist, a little bit to chat yeah. about stuff. Yeah, so as I said, I think I actually spoke to you about it and then a couple of my friends um, not that anything was like terrible in my life but I just felt like I needed someone to like openly talk to about things that were going on that weren't like friends or family or anything like that so I started going to a therapist um, a few weeks ago and I honestly would recommend it to absolutely anyone like Mm -hmm. I just feel like it really opened my brain of like why I do things that was the biggest thing for me is like why why do I do certain things and there's always a reason behind it as well like uh, I'm quite bad at confrontation so then why like why do I and it's only really with certain people I don't like confrontation why does my brain just shut off like what what's the reason behind that because I walk away and I go why did I not say that why did I not <laughs> yeah. say something back I thought that was a normal thing <laughs> <laughs> Just stuff like that. I feel like I wanted to know why I did things in my life and like what was the reason behind it. And there's always a reason behind it, I think. And I think it really helped me open my brain. And I felt like, I feel like I, I've said to you before, but I feel like there was a mental block in my brain that I really needed to move past because it was like stopping me being creative and stopping me doing certain things. But and I couldn't really work out what the block was. Even doing everything to try and push past the block, I feel like I just needed to really talk to someone and try and like kind of open my brain back up. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny when you say it, it's like, oh, we're allowed to say therapist. Like you feel so weird <laughs> saying it as if something's wrong, but nothing needs to be wrong. It can just be like we said earlier, just clear your head a little bit. But that's maybe helped you as ways well in, in a kind of family as well, because Gav will only understand certain things. There's only yeah. so many things that I can speak to Joe about until yeah. he's like he's switched off and bored and fed up with me. So it is really nice to like and sometimes like your partner, they just want to give you actions and they just want to yeah. help you. They just want to fix it. Yeah. But when like I've spoke about Jane on this podcast, like the lady I had as well, but that just gives you thinking time and it just gives you different you can just speak without someone being like, do this, do this, do this. Yeah. It's like I just want to talk and express how I'm feeling and find answers that are locked yeah. within. So I think that helps you as a family as well for you to be 
less emotional and like maybe get angry or frustrated at Gav oh, or yeah, the kids yeah. it's like having that can be a really good tool just to help you manage all these other plates and mm-hmm. again exercise almost feels like an extra plate and maybe doing therapy feels like an extra plate to spin but these are things that help us keep all the plates yeah. balancing really aren't they? And I will they? say I feel like um, Americans are very good yeah. at like talking about you know like oh, I'm just going to go and see my therapist and I'll meet you for a coffee after but even speaking about it to a couple of like friends and family, I noticed their reaction when I said like, "Oh, I'm gonna go and get a therapist," or "I'm gonna go and speak to someone." They were like, like almost like, "Oh, like backing off a wee bit." But I'm like, "No, it's not like," or like saying, "Oh, I didn't realize it was that bad." And I'm like, "No, it's not like that bad." But it it just needs to stop this whole like stigma about it all about going to speak to someone that's not your close friends or family. Yeah. And I think the more and more people, I, th- I think it'll probably change in over the years, in the next few years, but I definitely think that people need to speak about it more. Yeah. And talk about that they're just wanting to chat to someone and want to unravel their brain a wee bit. Yeah, and getting help is not a bad thing either. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Like, I think we try as women to do it all ourselves. Yeah. And to just get on with it, like we said at the start, and on that hamster wheel and just keep going, keep going. But like... Yeah, sometimes just having that outside source just to speak to it can help yeah. massively in so many ways. Amazing. So for you, like we'll, we've got one more question, which is just our lead hard question. So for you, like growing up, was there any like inspiring women that you looked up to that helped you become this honey and violet badass? Like was there <laughs> anything, anyone that really inspired you growing up? Um, I feel like there was probably quite a few. Um, I always loved, um, like I always followed them kind of growing up over the last like 10 years or whatever it was like Michelle Obama I oh, loved right. like how she like you could still have she had the personality even though she had this like high flying job but she, you could still see her personality behind it and she just seemed to manage it all and was still kind of raising these like amazing girls and stuff like that um, so, <laughs> sorry yeah. <laughs> through this podcast you probably hear someone pawing the door Lola's outside the room and she keeps pawing the door it's so distracting she's like yeah it's getting stronger and stronger as the podcast goes I feel she's going to break the door down in a second sorry so Michelle Obama was that someone more recently do you feel because like for me I don't really I always remember Barack Obama but I don't really remember Michelle as much until like her book came out but that was me but for you was it before then um yeah probably I read her book and I thought it was amazing um but yeah just kind of like followed them obviously when um, Obama was like president and stuff like that and I just I don't know I was just kind of like drawn to her I feel like she still had the personality she was still like really sarcastic she would still like put Obama in his place in a funny way like just stuff like that that I feel like it was like a really like warmth to her as well that you didn't really see with a lot of like that kind of level of celebrities um so yeah I mean anyone else um I think. Um, no, my brain's in black. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone growing up, a teacher or uh, a celebrity growing up that made you go, I want to get into beauty, for example? Is there anything like that? Or um, no? You'll get a brain block now, probably. I know. So I always followed um, like Jamie Genevieve's oh, journey. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah through because I used to actually work alongside her sometimes in the old Debenhams Mm -hmm. and then she just I don't know like 
it just was amazing what she did and now she's got like an amazing brand um so yeah she's just done so well for herself and yeah. i feel like it's really good for like a young girl especially a scottish girl as well to like really stand out because i think it's quite hard for that mm. um but no she's done amazing it's amazing that from the outside again like what me and you had experienced you probably we look at all her stuff but we know she'll have her struggles yeah, absolutely definitely. but she just seems to just cruise and cruise yeah. and she's just absolutely killing it isn't yeah, she? so yeah and it's probably really interesting for you because you've known her from like very early days like yeah just starting out maybe even just starting youtube back yeah, then possibly uh -huh. yeah i and, used to watch our youtube channels all the time yeah and you'd be like oh what's youtube that's so weird mm. and then now it's like this huge thing so that's yeah. really cool Amazing. and it's quite funny because i always thought to myself like i always wanted to get into youtube and stuff like that but i kind of went down a different path and like i had kids and stuff like that and it's now funny it's almost like flipped reverse because she's probably got kids now and she's got um, a wee girl now um, but then I don't ever think there's a time in your life to like what when's the right time to have kids because I always felt like I was really young having kids and I couldn't really do much now but then I'm starting to get the time back yeah. now as well whereas she might feel the complete opposite so yeah it's quite funny because yeah. I feel like that when I speak to you I'm like oh my god I can't believe you've got like two <laughs> kids and I'm like I feel so behind I'm like oh my god but I'm gonna have to go through all that I was only like 21 and I yeah. was like seeing everyone going on like party holidays and doing x y and z I was like oh I can't I can't do that mm -hmm. so there's I feel like there's never ever a right time in life to have kids because you're, you're always going to feel like you're missing out on something regardless what yeah. you are yeah. um so yeah it's quite funny because then I was I seen like my brother and my sister and stuff go traveling and all that and I had like younger kids but now I feel like they're in the kind of small baby kid stage whereas I'm like coming out of it yeah and then I've got a wee bit more free time now so it kind of it does like a whole flip reverse doesn't it yeah but it's exciting it's, it's really cool to see you in the gym still doing lots of really cool stuff with Honey and Violet as well um and yeah, just the kids are going up and you're getting all this time back now. I'm excited yeah. to see what you end up doing with this free time. <laughs> no. So where is best for everyone to kind of find you? Um, so either on the Honey and Violet page or Honey and Violet Weddings or Nick Denham on Instagram or yeah. TikTok. Yeah, perfect. Amazing. Thank you for being on. No, thanks for Enjoyed having it. me. Yeah, it's been lovely. <laughs> Thank you, everyone else, for listening. And you're happy if anyone's got any questions related to yeah. this or even just inquiries for weddings and stuff. Happy for everyone yeah, to message definitely. you. But we hope you've enjoyed today. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And I'll speak to you all soon. <laughs>